Professor Dumbledore has granted me permission to start this little dueling club. And with that, welcome to the dueling club, learning one spell at a time. Hello, hello, everyone. I'm Jen. And I'm Al. And we're the dueling club. Yeah. I you mean, like you kind of already stuff. knew that. Yeah. Yeah, totally. Yeah, we do that. How have you been? Pretty good. Yeah. We just had Thanksgiving this week. <coughs> and apparently I'm still ready for a little bit of vacation time. Yeah, Easter, huh? I got rid of that. So yeah. thanks. Yeah, she said she said something about like we just had Easter this week and she got rid of it. No. We did not just have Easter. Correct. <laughs> that was several months ago. Yes. That's how this year or has been. Or it's coming in several months, however you want to look <laughs> yeah. at it. I That's mean, how this year has been, though. Like, it feels like it's either flown by, but at the same time dragged on. You know, I think that if there is a real deity out there, mm-hmm. you know, like... They're having a whole lot of fun with this year. Also, come down and give us an extra year. Because we've wasted this year. Yeah. <laughs> this year has been done, done nothing for me. Nothing at all. It's delicious. Okay. So, any updates? Not really. Um, I helped you get the PS5 mm-hmm. for your boyfriend. Mm-hmm. Uh, we went and did that on Black Friday. We went and picked them up. But we didn't go into the craziness of Black Friday. We literally just Curbside pickup. Let's go. That's right. Curbside pickup, I don't know, is like... Awesome. Incredible. Who, whichever, like... CEO, whichever, like, person first came up with that at whatever store, and it became, like, more of a commonplace thing, like... Yes, good job. You you, you actually deserve a raise. <laughs> yes. But we're not talking about a crazy, like, you make more than most people make a living wage. No, we're not talking about that. You get a couple hundred bucks. Yeah. You get a little bonus. So... Every season. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, nothing's really going on with me. Um, just work and life. Yeah. We went to the boyfriend's house for the second half of Thanksgiving. Yeah, she did. And that was good. Nice. Yeah. I always have a good time with them. So, that's nice. Well, that's that's a good thing. Yeah. Because if you dreaded going, then, like, there's an issue. Yeah. It's always nice to be able to get along with your significant other's family. Because you're going to be spending a bit of time with them, so why not? I mean, doing doing the whole like, like, TV show thing, or like the fa- or movie thing, where like the family hates you, but like you love each other so much, and I don't know, kind that, of that typically doesn't work. Not in real life, no. Mm-mm. Or in TV shows or in movies, actually, usually doesn't work either. No, no, it doesn't. Or there's some weird reconciliation thing where it's I work word. Mm-hmm. It, it works, though, where, yeah. like, the family hates the person for whatever reason, and, like, they, they make up, and everything's good, and yay, happy ending. Anyway. Yeah, but it's usually, like, a whole bunch of adversity, and then it works. Yeah. No, why not just have it work from the beginning? Yeah. That's, that's the, the way you want it to be. That's the hope. Yes. So, um, like, follow, subscribe, do the whole thing. I'm not going to do the whole, like, weird little... Your little story thing where it You're comes out of nowhere. You're just mad that I have really good transitions into things. I had a couple, too. 
You did, but whenever I'm about to go for it, you're like, yeah, whatever, like, follow, subscribe. Uh, anyway. That's what you sound like. Yes, yes. So, that's what you should do as a Christmas present to yourself. Yes, so that you don't miss any of our things. There you go. And so that we give you shout-outs. I can't yep. even talk right now. That's not a good thing. No, especially when we're about to, yeah. you know... Record a podcast. Yeah. It's kind of bad. Let's see how this works. Or if it doesn't. Anyway. <laughs> or it may not. So, so we're in season four, episode, goodness, 21, 20. 22. Who knows? 20 something. Okay, because we had the bonus episodes. So I don't know if you want to count the bonus episodes. Because yeah, if yeah, you don't count them, if you don't count them, we're at 18. If you do, we're at 21. I'm going to count them because... Okay, because I actually have them listed as bonus episodes in season four. Just bonus episodes. Bonus episode one, bonus episode two, bonus episode three. I actually had a fourth one, but we counted it as a regular episode. Um. I, yeah, whatever. <coughs> we'll talk about that after. Numbers are hard. Just know that the, episode, the number episode of this one, I can't English right now, is pending. Yes. We are not sure. Mm-mm. You you will know because it will be listed correctly when we post it. Yes. Yes, it will. So, I don't know. This is a weird episode. Okay. Harry Potter and the Goblet of Fire. Yes. Guess what the name of this chapter is? Chapter 16. I'm going I'm, I'm to take a wild guess. The Goblet of Fire. Oh my goodness, so smart. I did it. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, um... Ron is stunned that yes. the greatest Quidditch seeker in the whole entire world, Victor Crumb, is at Hogwarts and is still in school. Yeah. And could potentially be in the Triwizard Tournament. Many Hogwarts students struggled to get into the Great Hall to get his autograph. Well, and I think that the teachers were smart and that they made everybody take their stuff upstairs because they knew that this was going to happen. If you take your stuff upstairs, you don't have random quills on you to ask for autographs. True. I wonder if that was an actual like thought process of theirs. Mm-hmm. Some girl even says, I wonder if he'll sign my hat in lipstick. <laughs> really? Yeah. Inside the Beaubaton, representatives seat themselves at the Ravenclaw table, and despite Ron's hopes, their Dermsheng students prefer to sit with Slytherin. Well, as he's going into the, the Great Hall, mm-hmm. he actually says, I wonder where they'll sit down. And he notices that, you know, like you said, the Beaubaton with Ravenclaw, which kind of makes sense to me because they would have similar colors. Blue so with the blue. Yeah, so they were like, ooh, let, me, let us go there. Yeah. And so, Dermsheng you know. practices the dark arts, so Slytherin. Yeah, makes sense. Listen, I'm not saying that all Slytherin students are evil. No, we're but not. We're in saying... This, in this period of time, Loki kind of are. Hmm. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Moving on. <laughs> um... Harry wonders why Filch is setting out four extra chairs as there are only the two visiting headmasters. Professor Dumbledore welcomes the guest schools and the feast begins. Hmm. 
The households have produced more dishes than usual, including some French ones, which Hermione recognizes and recommends. Because uh, she went to France for holiday in book three. Yes. And before, well, like before book three started. Really. Yeah. Yeah. So it ends up being bouillabaisse, which is actually very yummy. Okay. But it doesn't look like the ordinary food that they're used to eating. Mm-hmm. So Ron's like, ew, what's that? And it's like, look, you uncultured swine. Uh-huh. It's bouillabaisse, and it's delicious. Give it a try. He's like, nah, I'm good. Yeah, Ron refuses to try any uh, preferring English cooking instead. A Bobaton girl asks if they are finished with the bouillabaisse. Good pronunciation. Good job. I made a little face. Anyway, mm-hmm. <laughs> with the bouillabaisse. Um, Ron isn't able to answer, but Harry tells her to go ahead. Okay, can we just talk about the fact that bouillabaisse mm-hmm. has so many letters in it, and you're really just saying, like, five of them? Yeah. French. Go ahead. As she leaves, Ron remarks that she must be Vila. Hermione, somewhat nettled, disagrees. But Harry notes that many Hogwarts boys seem similarly affected by her. And the actual line is, she's a Vila. And and Hermione's just like, don't be stupid, basically. Yeah. And he's like, no, they don't make girls like that here at Hogwarts. And Harry's Harry's like, like, they make them okay at Hogwarts. And he's looking at Cho. You know, Cho Chang, the seeker from Ravenclaw. He's got a thing for her. Mm. a, A little bit. Um, Hermione, like, diverts their attention back to, um, the head table because now we have two new guests. Yes. Um, Ludo Bagman well, and Bartimius Crouch. because we've seen them before. Yes. But they're new to everybody else at Hogwarts. True. Well, uh, most and, people. Yeah, Hogwarts. and that's why they had the two extra chairs. Because hmm? it was four instead of the two, and now we know why. Yep, Ludo Bagman and Bartimius Crouch. Barty Crouch Sr. Yep. After dinner, Professor Dumbledore arises to explain the Triwizard Tournament rules, then introduces Bagwin and Crouch as two of the judges. Filch brings in an ornate wooden chest containing the Goblet of Fire, a large, roughly-hewn wooden cup, full to the brim with dancing blue-white flames. Yeah, Harry actually remarks that it's otherwise... It it would be a cup that you would (coughs) otherwise look over... Like, it wouldn't even draw any attention except for the dancing blue flames. Yep. And you're like, why does everything have to be a dancing blue flame? Everything? Yeah. Hermione created bottle, the bottled fire, and that was a dancing blue flame. Why has it always got to be a dancing blue flame? Is blue flame the magical color for fire? Yes. Okay, then. Anyone wishing to enter the competition should submit their name to the Goblet of Fire within 24 hours. At the Halloween feast, the three champions will be selected. Okay, so this is one of those (coughs) things that the movie does way differently than the book. Mm -hmm. So the movie makes it seem like they show up... As soon as school starts. As soon as school starts. Like the opening, the first day ceremonies... Like, right after they do the sorting ceremony, that's when the other schools come in. Yep. Um, so, it makes it look like they have almost two months to put their name in the Goblet of Fire. Yep. Whereas, we know that this is October 30th. They have one day. They have 24 hours to submit their name. And part of that, they'll be sleeping. Yes. Okay. 
I just want to put that out there because it's like the movie does weird things with the timelines. Mm -hmm. So if you had only watched the movies, which again doesn't make you any less of a Harry Potter fan, it makes you miss things. It makes you see things in a different way. That isn't necessarily good or bad. It just is different. I think that if you only interacted with the Harry Potter universe through the movies, that you've missed quite a bit. But I think that the movies themselves, like by themselves, if you have no knowledge of the books, are like perfectly acceptable in a way as well. Because, like, they're a universe unto their own. Yeah. Like, you don't really have to have the books. It's just that the books give you much more. Exactly. I actually posted something on our Facebook group mm-hmm. and on our Instagram or whatever where it was a, a picture that was like, you know, everybody who always says read the book is kind of like that teacher who was like, it's in the syllabus. It's this. You should read the text. Like, you're making somebody not feel welcome. True. So I don't want our our listeners to ever feel that way. Like, you're a fan, regardless of where you came from. People who gatekeep fandoms, that's, like, frustrating. Yeah. For me, I 100% will always be a book over movie person. <coughs> yeah. But that's just because I feel like the movies do the book a disservice. Like, I would want a 15-hour movie yeah. for each book. But that's not feasible. So what, what, yeah. they, what they've tried to do is successful, obviously. Yes. And it works, obviously. Maybe it's they just, need a mini-series for each book. Yeah. Uh, that's what um, I think I've suggested before, is that Netflix pick yeah. it up and just do an episode, a chapter. Yeah. Do seven seasons. Yeah. You could do this. Yeah. Seven seasons. It would be awesome. Anyway, yes. so that was just my little my little rant. We're not gatekeepers. We're not hoarding the information. We are more like... Um, I don't know. We want you to like fandoms, Harry Potter. We're kind of like Heimdall. Where we see things, so we're kind of like, like watching everything... But instead of leaving, instead of leaving it closed all the time, mm-hmm. the Rainbow Bridge, we just have it open. Yeah. And we're ready to give you information. Interesting comparison. Uh, the geek in me just wanted to come out and play for a little bit. Okay. A what? Okay. It's a thing. I like Marvel movies. An age line surrounding the goblet will prevent anyone under 17 years old from entering. <clears throat> Which is something that he mentioned at the at the feast where he announced yeah. the Triwizard Tournament that no one under seventeen would be allowed to enter. Well, in this feast, he actually says why. He's like, you know, uh, Barty Crouch Senior and Ludo Bagman have reviewed everything. They've been involved the past several months. They've reviewed the safety protocols, how difficult it is, how dangerous it is. Yeah. So, again, just to remind everyone, you got to be 17 years old. Yeah. Because they don't believe that anybody under that age has ha, will have learned enough to, I don't know, not die. Which is the big thing that 
like Hermione was worried about, again, when it was announced at the feast, that people have died in this competition before. Mm-hmm. And so it's like you haven't learned enough to protect your own life mm-hmm. Like at the age they're at. You have to be older. And not for nothing, there's going to be people watching this, right? So if you don't know how to keep yourself safe, mm-hmm. you could do something that is so dangerous that it endangers the spectators. True. But that that's what Dumbledore closes the feast out with. Saying, like, you have to be sure that you want to enter before putting your name in. Because once you're selected, there is no going back. There is no changing your mind. You can't be like, oh, my bad. I didn't mean to enter if you get selected. No, bro. You're going to have to keep going. Yep. So, as the three are Speaking of no, bro. I say bro too much because our nephew called you bro the other day. Yes. I'm sorry. It's okay. At least it's that that he picked up on and not anything worse. Yeah. As he is leaving, Professor Karkaroff spots Harry and stares in amazement, which isn't actually correct. I think it's Karkaroff is actually at the entrance of the uh, the thingy. Mm-hmm. And they're trying so to So they're leave. walking. Yeah. And they meet at the same time. And Harry, Hermione, and Ron step back to let them go because he says we're going to the ship guys like Karkaroff is like come on students we're going to the ship to rest mm-hmm. um and Harry pulls back and Karkaroff actually gives him a look like a dirty look and then a look of realization hits him where he's looking at him in the face and then stares at his scar and then he stares so long like this is happening for so long that the students, Karkaroff's students, the Durmstrang people, are staring at Harry and they're all starting to realize who he is. Mm-hmm. And to the point where Karkaroff actually said something about one of the students eating and dribbling food down the front of his robes. Mm-hmm. He's like, that student who dribbled stuff down his robes straight up looked at Harry, pointed at his scar, pointing it out to the girl next to him. Yep. It's like, oh, yeah, everybody in Hogwarts already knows that it's Harry Potter. However, these people aren't from Hogwarts. Yeah. They're not desensitized to it yet. So they're like, oh, it's the Harry Potter. It's the well, boy who lived. It, I don't know. Like, Karkarov's, like, um, reaction is much more intense than, like, anyone else's before. Mm-hmm. People are usually very excited, but, like, Karkarov gives off a feeling of, like, being scared. Well, because you have to remember, from what we know, nobody knows why he lived. So maybe he's just in awe of being in the presence of the boy who lived? Yeah, like, Harry, Harry's basically, like, without having really done much himself, is, like, the most famous wizard, besides, like, Dumbledore. We have a celebrity among us. Exactly. I think, like, the only people who can kind of challenge his status, which sounds so stupid to say, is, like, Dumbledore and Nicholas Flamel. Yeah. Nicholas Flamel and, like, a couple of other, like, living legends. Yeah. Like, like, Bethilda Backshot as well. Mm -hmm. Like, she's a crazy good magical historian, which she actually wrote um, Hogwarts history, right? Yes. So, or as Hermione would like to say, Hogwarts, a highly revised and biased history. 
Also true. Yes. So, um, as everyone from Durmstrang is like, oh my god, it's Harry Potter. Um, well, Moody arrives think, to like defuse the situation yeah, a little bit. So I would think it's also the fact they're known for not being a, they're known for kind of being a dark school. Just because they, they practice the dark arts instead yeah. of defense against the dark arts. So they don't have the best of That doesn't necessarily make them inherently evil. No, I but know. But they did also host the the likes of Gellet Grindelwald. Yes. Which we talked about in the schools, the magical schools episode. Yeah. Bonus episode. If you didn't listen, you may want to. But it has spoilers, so be careful. I think the bonus episodes are probably... I don't know. We try to be spoiler free, right? But I think that like... We still try letting a little loose, bit, yeah. But letting loose mostly, like 95% of the way, yeah, was like a very freeing experience just to be able to talk about everything we know. Like, not for nothing, we've already had to edit like three times. Yeah. This episode. Yes. A yeah. little bit. A little bit. Snippets. Because we would catch ourselves, or we would catch each other, and then be like, well, never mind then. Yes. Okay. So... Professor Moody approaches Karkaroff from behind, telling him he is blocking the doorway. Karkaroff, shocked and apparently frightened at seeing Moody, quickly leaves. Yeah, he Harry actually notes that Karkaroff looks... He says, I don't remember what the phrase was, but in my head, I thought of a deer in headlights. If you've ever driven late at night and you come across a deer, a deer will actually freeze. And not move for a minute. The color drained from Carcross' face as Harry watched. A terrible look of mingled fury and fear came over him. Yeah, you, he said, there... staring at Moody as though unsure he was really seeing him. Me, said Moody grimly. And unless you've got anything to say to Potter, Carcross, Potter, you might want to move. You're blocking the doorway. So that brings up a bunch of questions. It seems like Igor Karkaroff knows Moody somehow and doesn't seem to really like the fact that he knows Moody. Why? Um, it seems like Moody doesn't really care about Karkaroff and doesn't care for Karkaroff. Well, again, it looks like Karkaroff is scared of Moody and Moody is like scared aloof. Scared and annoyed. Yeah. And Moody's just aloof. Yeah. Again, deer in headlights. Yeah. Um, yeah. So without another word, Professor Karkaroff swept his students away with him. Moody watched him until he was out of sight, his magical eye fixed upon his back, a look of intense dislike upon his mutilated face. Yeah. So now it's not just aloof, now it's intense dislike. Yep. Okay then. Interesting. Note to self, remember that. Yes. Uh, the next morning, the Dermshing students have already entered their names into the goblet, but no one from Hogwarts has yet. Well, they don't know that they they go there. down to the Great Hall for breakfast, and somebody who's already there says, tells them earlier the Dermshing students already put all their names yeah. in. Yeah, which um, makes sense to me. I'm yes. sure. I'm sure the way that Igor Karkaroff has that Karkaroff has been with with how precious he feels Crumb is. That Crumb was the first one. I wonder if Karkaroff made them put in slips with Crumb's name in. So no matter what, Crumb would be the champion. 
That he sounds like something he would do. He was really rude to the kid who dribbled the yeah. food down his front. He the only person said, he really had eyes for is Crumb. So, when they first get there, he's like, oh, Dumbledore, can I take Crumb inside because I don't want him to catch cold. And then after they have food, he's like, oh, oh, Crumb, are you okay? Would you like me to get some mulled wine from from the kitchens for you? And, he, and Crumb is like, no, that's fine. And another student was like, well, sir, I would like some mulled wine. He's like, I didn't ask you what you wanted. And I see that you can't even go out in public. Like, this is why we can't have nice things. Basically. Yeah. So, again, if you listen to our school stuff, it actually is like a lot of, a lot of parents noticed that this was the way he was. So they started pulling their kids out of the school. Who wants to send their kid to a school where they're going to be verbally... Dude, this is what, Car- this is what yeah. Karkaroff says. I wasn't offering it to you, Polyakov, snapped Karkaroff, his warmly parental air vanishing in an instant. I noticed you have dribbled food all down the front of your robes again. Disgusting boy. Yeah. Who wants to have their kid berated like that all the time? Jesus. Yeah. I mean, you know. Nobody. Nobody. Not Unf- a single person. Unfortunately, Polyakov was not born to play Quidditch, I guess. Uh, apparently not. Poor so, Polyakov. <laughs> so, back to the present. Fred, George, and Lee Jordan appear and try to fool the age line with an aging potion, <laughs> but they fail. Okay, so they actually just took a drop each, mm-hmm. and Lee Jordan, their best friend, the twins' best friend, he's like... Well, I mean, we've decided that if at least one of us gets in, then we're splitting the hundred gallon. It's a thousand gallons. Thousand. thousand gallons three ways, mm-hmm. which doesn't make sense because that would be three hundred and thirty-three. One, Someone gets one gets one extra. Oh, yes. No. Um. I guess the winner can get the extra. Yes, but they're like uh, Hermione. Actually, in the movie, I love this. She's like. It's not gonna work, and they're like, "It's just an age line." She's like, "It was, it was done by Dumbledore." Seriously, seriously, you think something that simple is gonna work? He's like, "Yeah, it's probably not set up for something that simple." It's like, "Yes, yes, it was," because you <laughs> failed miserably. Yep. The age line throws Fred and George across the hall and gives them long white beards. <laughs> Dumbledore witnesses them and mentions that the other two students attempted the same thing. A girl from Ravenclaw and someone from Hufflepuff, right? Although Fred and George obtained the fullest beards from it. Dumbledore isn't even mad, though, which is, like, the best part. He's just, like, laughing. He's like, I knew you guys were going to try. You've got really handsome beards. You should probably go and get that looked at by Madame Pomfrey. Here it is. I'm just saying. I did warn you, said a deep, amused voice, and everyone turned to see Professor Dumbledore coming out of the Great Hall. He surveyed Fred and George, his eyes twinkling. I suggest you both go up to Madame Pomfrey. She was already tending to Miss Fawcett of Ravenclaw and Mr. Summers of Hufflepuff, both of whom decided to, to age themselves up a little bit. Though I must say, neither of their beards is anything like as fine as yours. Aww, he's like, your beards are cool. Fred and George set off for the hospital wing, accompanied by Lee, who was howling with laughter, and Harry, Ron, and Hermione, also twirling, went into breakfast. So, the in the movie, and I know I keep going back because I actually watched this recently. 
in the movie, um, the twins are fighting with each other. Mm -hmm. They're not fighting with each other in the book. They actually join in in the laughter. Yeah, because it's just hilarious. They're like, of course. Of course Dumbledore would make something like this happen. Yeah. Yeah. So, throughout the day, many eligible students enter their names, including Angelina Johnson, who is actually a Quidditch player for uh, for, for Hogwarts, for Gryffindor. Who just turned 17 the week before. Yes. All the Beaubaton students... And subject degree. Uh, of course. I would assume that they're only going to bring... She can't bring... They can't bring the whole school. Yes. Durmstrang and Beaubaton can't bring the whole school. So they're going to bring a delegation of students that they consider the best of the best. So it would make sense that the best of the best should all enter yes. to give the school a fighting chance. Because mm-hmm. the Goblet of Fire is supposed to select the best one. Yeah. So if you're selecting from the best of the best, you give yourself well, a really great chance. Well, I think the Fire pick randomly. No, it's supposed to deem you worthy. Yeah, but a- anyone who can enter is technically worthy. Um, I would assume that they have enchanted it in such a way that it's going to pick the best candidate. Because I'm pretty sure, I don't think that's like an actual rule that it has to pick the best but we'll see. I'll, okay. I'll go back and read okay. to, to, to... I would assume that the, it would be something like that. Okay. Because it's not just going to pick Joe Schmo. But why not? If, if if the name can be entered, then it should just pick some... like someone. So it's a randomizer? It's a magical randomizer? That's what it sounds like. Because okay. remember, the piece of paper has to have the person's name and the school they're representing. So it picks... It, it has some weird logic magically built into it. That it picks one one person from each school. So I'm assuming it just picks someone random. I don't think it Yeah, pick... but if you can make the sorting hat read your mind and put you in the correct house based mm-hmm. on your attributes, why couldn't you do the same thing to a centuries-old goblet to not just... Like, it's but, like but an Excel spreadsheet. <laughs> the thing is, is that the 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 sorting hat has actual physical contact with you. How the hell is the goblet supposed to figure out if you're worthy enough through a piece of paper? How you wrote your name valiantly written his name. He's worthy. <laughs> like it doesn't make sense. Sure. So I think it's a. I think it has to be random at that point. Okay. All right. Fine. I'll give it to you. I mean, so th- this. So even playing devil's advocate against myself, you have to come in close proximity. With the yeah, goblet, you, so when you, you put your name in, you put into it, in. yeah. So when you put your name into the goblet of fire, it could be at that moment takes like a magical snapshot, and it's like he looks good. <laughs> he must be champion material, and then like it's like you are good. Yeah. I do this to myself all the time, by the way. I know. Come up with an argument for something, and then devil's advocate myself, and be like, no, but this could have happened too. Yeah. Why? Why? Do so I do the things anyway, that I do? we know Cedric entered. So, pause, and there may, there's going to be spoilers. No, ha- no, no, no spoilers. spoilers. No spoilers. That, no no spoilers. I, if I've had to remove my spoilers, you have to you not did, give Because yours. you did it unintentionally. I'm giving the spoiler warning no, right now. No, spoilers. I'm doing it right now. Spoiler warning. No. You have ten seconds. No, we're not doing spoilers. Please don't. Why? Because we're not. Fine, I'll do this unspoilery then. Okay. Butthead. So, 
People are really, like, not people, but mostly the twins are frustrated that um, Cedric Diggory, like, may be champion. Like, they don't want him to be champion. Yeah. Pretty boy Diggory, well, whatever. Well, but and like, he beat Harry, but yeah. not really. Well, the thing is, is that Cedric, up until this point, has done absolutely nothing wrong. He beat them at Quidditch because Harry fell off his room because of the Dementors. Yeah. But we know that after they won... He tried He to tried to say, no, that, that's not how I want to win. Yeah. Like, let's have a rematch. But it was um, Madame Hooch, who's never mentioned, by the way, again. Like, she's mentioned every once in a while. Yeah. Like, she's not a major character. We're yeah. just going to gloss over her. Um, she's like, no, you guys won, that's it. Um, he's not, po- he tried to stop his dad from bragging about how he won. He is not a bad person. He's actually a very good person. Yeah, but it's just the circumstances around how he won and the fact that it still stinks. Like, yeah. if, when we're watching soccer, we're not huge soccer fans like other people are, but we're soccer fans. If Uruguay is playing against some other country, mm-hmm. regardless of what other country it is, if they lose, we get salty for a little while. True. We'll still mention stuff from several World well, Cups ago. Well, if it's a fair game, it's fine, but sometimes it's just not. And that's what if that's why they're upset because they don't feel that it's fair. And Cedric didn't think it was fair either, yeah. but he has to he has to let his dad dad brag on him a little bit because that's probably the only bragging he gets to do. Because Harry Potter, the famous Harry Potter, is at Hogwarts, so whatever little bit that you can get, why not? I guess it's just like people like like the twins being mad at Cedric reminds me of people who are mad. At, at, at like competition shows at contestants who don't get eliminated versus like their favorite who does get eliminated. Well, yes, but it happens all the time. I know, but it's just like it sad. happens all the time. It's a little sad. And you know what? At the end of the day, um, regardless of who gets called to be champion, everybody at Hogwarts for that person is going to cheer on for that person because they would rather that person win even if they don't like the person they would rather that person like Cedric if he's the one who gets chosen because it could be what's his face from Slytherin oh was it Marcus no it wasn't Marcus no it wasn't Marcus Marcus Lynch it was somebody else Warrington yeah the 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 is he the captain right now or is he no he, he might, might be the be captain a, he now. Might, he might be the captain now. I think he is now. So Well, he's he's captain after this book because yes. Marcus Flint graduates Flint, or leaves school. Yes, he he graduates. And um obviously there has to be a new captain. I think that Warrington becomes the captain. Yeah. So even if it's if it's Warrington or Cedric Diggory, yeah. like regardless of what house that person belongs to, mm-hmm. they're going to back that. By person. the way, yes. think the heavens that last year was Wood's year and not this year. Wood would have lost his mind. Wood have he, lo- he, would have loved his ever-loving Quidditch mind. He would have rioted. Yeah, <laughs> he rioted when McGonagall told him, "Oh, somebody was taken to the the Chamber of Secrets. We can't have two books we can't, ago. Huh? Two books ago that happened. Two books ago. 
Um, so no spoilers now. Yeah. <laughs> uh, he darn near had a fit when she was like, no, we can't. It's not safe. He's like, but you can't cancel Quidditch. She's like, I can do whatever the flipping <laughs> heck I want to do. True. No, but if the, if this year was his last year. Yes. Yikes. Thank you for Padomir United. Yes. Um, <clears throat> so after that whole thing. Hermione is like, you know who would love to join Spew? Haggard. <laughs> because he loves animals. And somehow that connects. He likes magical creatures and house elves are magical creatures. He likes like... Three-headed dogs. The more feral version of magical creatures. Giant acromantula. Yeah. So, um, she gets her box of badges. Who then try to eat other people. I'm just saying. I mean, listen. (laughs) No, that's it. Um, Yeah. So, she takes her box of badges and basically forces Harry and Ron to come with her down to the hut. And along the way, they notice that the Beaubaton students are lodging inside their giant carriage. Haggard is quite the sight. In an apparent attempt to tame his wild hair, he has applied massive quantities of grease and is wearing his best My horribly just furry told me to suit. Drink more water. Nice. Yes. Stunned it by Haggard. Every once in a while. Yeah, yeah, I remember that app you told me about. That yeah. like it for it reminds you to drink water randomly. Every hour, it's like, hey, are you drinking enough water? No. E. Drink more water. Stunned by Haggard's finery, Hermione, nearly speechless, asks <laughs> about the scroots. Uh, they have begun killing each other, but Hagrid has saved about 20 and is keeping them in separate boxes. That's cool. I mean, I think, I actually think that he created these animals. That's my headcanon. He couldn't figure out how to make things interesting, Mm -hmm. so he decided to put a whole bunch of random things together, and he figured out how to crossbreed and created Blast and its Groots. Well, that, that's a slight spoiler warning. It, do, it doesn't really matter, mm-hmm. but it's brought up later that that's a possibility. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> that's not really... Uh, it's really not. It doesn't yeah, yeah. change anything. Because we're talking about blasted skirts that are killing themselves. Yes. Each other, not themselves. Sorry, my bad. Gosh, the difference, slightly. Okay. Uh, they discussed the tournament. Hagrid knows something... that's how they mm-hmm. figured out what they eat? Like, they eat each other? Sorry. Haggard knows something about the tasks, but is unable to say anything. He gently declines Hermione's offer to join Spew. I'm not calling it. He doesn't actually gently decline. He says, no, I won't. Yeah, this says gently, but he's just like, nah, it's not happening. (laughs) It's not happening, and you need to stop trying to make it happen. That's literally what he says. Explaining that it is house elves' nature to serve wizards, and they are happy as they are, it would be a disservice to free them. And then she says something along the lines of, well, Dobby wanted to be freed. Well, every like, every breed has a weirdo or every... Yeah. yeah. There's always one. Yeah. <laughs> That's essentially what he said. There's always one. True. Um, Haggard glimpses Madame Maxine heading to the castle oh. and hurries off to join her, leaving Harry, Ron, and Hermione to speculate that he must be sweet on her. That, that buxom beauty. Don't you ever. Hey. Hey, she's described as a handsome woman. She is. A big woman. 
But she's a handsome woman. Following the feast, <laughs> the Goblet of Fire selects the three Triwizard Champions. Victor Crumb is chosen for Durmstrang. The Beaubaton Champion is Flor de Lacole. You know, little miss, she's a villa. Yes. Sorry, I have to say it that way because it's literally the way he says it in the book. And Ron does yeah. it so well in the movie. Yeah. She's a villa. Mm-hmm. And in the movie, I'm like, well, how do you even know what a villa is? Because it didn't show the... Exactly, exactly, exactly. <laughs> sorry, sorry. Because it didn't show the Quidditch World Cup. I have so many... <laughs> he gets so mad whenever we say... I think it's funny. Okay. I, I kind of purposely do it to him at this point. The Hogwarts champion is Ding Ding Ding. Set, I don't know why I said it. Ding Ding Ding. Yes. Cedric Diggory. The Hufflepuff. Which, which I think I think the twins are audibly frustrated. They just are. well, cause cause when Angelina tells us that she entered her name, Hermione is like, "Good, I'm glad that a Gryffindor entered. I mm-hmm. hope you get it." Mm-hmm. And I think that the twins, because she's on the Quidditch team with them, they respect her and they would love for her to get it, and they don't respect Cedric. Because of something outside of his control yeah. that he actively tried to go against. Yeah. But it doesn't matter even because like, they still feel like they were wronged. Yeah, e- even when his like, Cedric's dad was bragging about him, Cedric tried to stop him. He's like, it stop wasn't, dad, no. It wasn't very... Yeah. Because you can go like, like stop. Because this yeah. is like not okay. But he's also very respectful of his father. Yeah. So you kind of have to walk that fine line. Mm-hmm. Um, a few moments later, though, the goblet unexpectedly ejects a fourth name, Harry Which it's Potter. Not supposed to. Like I said, it goes by how many schools. So it picks from three schools, and your, your school's That's name is on the Tri Wizard Tournament. Yep, Tri Three. But yeah, it, it shoots out Harry Potter's name. Mind you, they had asked him earlier if he wanted to be part of it. Um, and he never got to answer no, because like everybody at the school... He like had the daydream of like, what if I win? Yeah, but then it was interrupted by by Dumbledore saying, this is really dangerous. Mm-hmm. Please, we don't think anyone under the age of 17 is going to be able to handle this. Mm-hmm. Don't do it. We drew an age line. Don't do it. And lo and behold... His name somehow magically pops out of the Goblet of Fire. You're on the nose today. I know. I know. As soon as I was about to say it, I was like, this is terrible. Yeah. A little bit. But it's like, (laughs) it's like, why is it always you three? Why is it, why is it always Harry? Why is it always Harry that is always into some shenanigans? It's not his fault this time, though. No, it's not. It's not. We know. We know. And you probably do too, but you might not. We're we're just we're just throwing it out there. It's a tiny little spoiler because it comes up in the next episode. Yes. He didn't do it. It, it actually makes me so sad. So again, this is like a slight spoiler, no, but we'll it's really talk not. About it next no, 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 no. It's, it's really not. It's really not. But people are like, of course, like Harry put his name in the Goblet of Fire because people are gonna are gonna push that narrative because there are people who dislike him. Yes, <coughs> Slytherin. Um, <laughs> Everybody is Slytherin. Yeah, um, I, I tried very poorly to cover that one up. Yes, um, 
and so they pushed the narrative that narr- that Harry is like this like attention seeking like monster. Not monster, but like douche. Yeah. And so it makes like the whole school dislike him. And like the Hufflepuff, Hufflepuff who very rarely gets like accolades for anything. They automatically assume he did it because they're trying to he's trying to steal Cedric's thunder. Yeah, so they dislike him. And then like Ravenclaw really has no way to go. But then they're they're also swayed by Hufflepuff and Slytherin to an extent well, because I would think that that the Ravenclaws are more swayed by previous experiences, like the the Harry's first year, he essentially broke into magical things to get the Philosopher's Stone, and he caused a big problem. Well, I'm assuming that there's and, also dislike because he sort of cheated Gryffindor's way into winning that the house too, cup. Which was my next point. Yeah. Which is because of that they cheated everybody out of the house cup and Gryffindor. Which got Ravenclaw it. was second. Yes. So I yeah. mean they weren't gonna win anyway, but it just feels like Harry Potter sticks his way into a situation yeah. or into something and then And then and then somehow Harry Potter was involved in the Chamber of Secrets. Mm-hmm. And because of Harry Potter, special commendations or something. Yeah, cool. and because of Harry Potter, in the third year they had to have all of these extra measures. Like, they're gonna think this is our fourth year. What is Harry gonna get into now? At the beginning of every year, they have to do that. What is Harry gonna get into now? So when his name gets spit out, spit out of the Goblet of Fire, they're like that. There, that's the thing. Yeah, like we're tired of this. Yep. So, I I get it, but also it's just such a like a mean thing that happens in the following chapters. Teenagers are mean. True, surprise. <laughs> um, okay, so please. Yeah. So that's that. That's that that chapter. It, yes. there, there's a lot that happened, but also not that much. Yeah, it's one of those where we have to be very careful because we know what it leads to. It's like so a plot sandwich. To, yes. One plot, not really much, and then some more plot. Yeah. Plot sandwich. Yes. Okay. Well, that's it. Oh. It's a compliment and there's the sandwich. dog outside. It's like, good thing. You're an idiot. I like you, though. Like that. <laughs> yes. <laughs> well, we're going to give you compliments. No sandwich. Just compliments. We love you. We'll see you soon. I might give you a sandwich. Like a, like a ham and cheese? No, I want a sandwich. That happens. All right. Love you. Bye. Chicken parm sandwich. Bye.